AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer or MBC, which is breast cancer that has spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palbociclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. God can't bless who you pretend to be or who you compare yourself to. He can only bless you and the lane that was created for you. I feel that for somebody. You don't need no edge entity. You need boundaries. What? I don't need your likes. I don't need your validation. All I need is a God fighting for me that says all things. Hey girl, hey, we are back this week and I cannot wait. We have so much more empowering conversation to share with you. You know, one of the things that I love about this week's theme is that we are maintaining our hope for consistency as it relates to holding ourselves accountable. I already know that if you are like me, then you've had some start and stop, some stop and start and some just cycling back and forth as it relates to so many of your goals. Maybe it was a podcast. Maybe it was your health and wellness journey. Maybe it was therapy, opening up, getting spiritual. We often find ourselves struggling to keep ourselves consistent. And so this week, we want to talk about what type of accountability is connected with us keeping ourselves consistent. Well, I will have to tell you that one of the things I am learning as this year has played out, which, by the way, has been the year where I have been most consistent with my working out and 
eating out than I have ever been. You know what I think the secret is? I think it has little to do with me just having this magic pill of willpower and everything to do with me finally no longer having a goal. So any other time when I started the year, I always set a goal. I want to lose 20 pounds. I want to lose 30 pounds. That means I started with an end in mind. I want to start the podcast. Usually when we think about starting the podcast, we mean like one or two episodes. And so we started with an end in mind. My mindset has expanded to not start with an end in mind, but to simply get comfortable starting. What if we saw everything as us just beginning, us introducing this new way of being? And I'm rolling my eyes because all of the girls have been telling us it's a lifestyle and I didn't want to accept it. But guess what? I guess it's a lifestyle. We have to be consistent when we realize that this is something that I'm going to do for the long haul. And so what's a realistic goal? How can I make this fun? How can I readjust my life to make this something that is sustainable? Maybe I need to spend less time thinking about where I want to finish and more time thinking about how I want to live this out in my life. In order for us to hold ourselves accountable, though, we have to be willing to expand our vision and our perspective and lean into God's faithfulness, God's vision for our life, because he is the only one who truly knows what tomorrow holds. I bet when Leanne Lamini found herself in South Africa starting this incredible organization called In Girl Hate that would eventually evolve into life designed by her, that she had no idea that her life was going to take some twists and turns. One, it was going to grow and have more impact than she could have ever anticipated. And then she was going to relocate, leaving the work that she established there and moving literally to a different country and having to ask God, what do we do now? Could it be that God's taking it global? Could it be that consistency has little to do with me consistently staying the same, doing things the way that I've always done them, and everything to do with my commitment to consistently evolving? Leanne's going to share her story with us, and I promise you, you are going to experience the warmth of her light just by hearing her story and conversation. Little do you know that the rays of who she is are going to shine on the seed inside of you, and you too are going to learn to be consistent with holding yourself accountable to who God has called you to be no matter where God has placed you. I can't wait to get into this and low-key I can't wait for us to go to South Africa now. Let's jump into it. Hi! (laughs) How are you? I'm so good. How are you Pastor Sarah? Amazing. Thank you so much for doing this with me. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. My heart is so happy. Leanne, can you tell me, like, what's an area of your life where you've had to work to be more consistent? Wow, Pastor Sarah, an area of my life where I've really had to work, um, I think, is doing what I currently do now. So Mm -hmm. I have a business called Life Designed by Her, but initially it started as an organization, an NGO called End Girl Hate. Mm -hmm. And just to kind of keep it going, I really had to push myself and get out of my comfort zone and really keep it going. So I think that would be one of the areas, just being consistent in the work that I do and motivating myself. 
Now that's I hope cool. I answered your question. You did. It's crazy though, because most people think that like if I find my purpose, if I find the thing right. that I think will add value to the world, then I won't have to worry about being consistent because I'll be so passionate that the discipline will just come organically. And yet you found your passion and you had to Absolutely. work towards consistency. Why do you think you had to work towards it? I think because there's such a huge responsibility that comes when you find your passion and especially in the space that I'm in, just working with women and girls and it's so people centered. A lot of the times I'm very, all of my energy goes towards others and I give and I give and I give. And a lot of the time I'm not receiving. So um, that is, would probably be one of the main reasons why um, I have to keep motivating myself and stay consistent just because so much of what I do is giving and not really receiving. So I have to be very conscious of filling my cup in the process of serving others too. So you had to learn to consistently receive. Absolutely. And I'm very much a giver. So it's really hard and it's something that I still struggle with, but I'm working on it. Okay, so that's that's you get in people's business now because I, I think people are like, I want I will accept this, like I am going to receive whatever help is coming my way, or I'm going to receive this support, this advice. But they really see it as like a one off. Like I'm gonna do it once right. and I won't have to do it over right. and over again. But the mindset right. of consistently being on the receiving end is not one that makes you helpless. It doesn't make you charity, right. it doesn't make you someone who is less capable of showing up in their life life. It makes you someone who honors reciprocity because you're not the only right. one pouring. You've also learned to right. receive consistently. I need to learn how to receive consistently. I think, I don't know. I think I'm getting better. The more tired I get, the more I'm kind of like, please, right. please, right. somebody okay. help yes. me. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, and I, I can totally relate to that because I think with um, the work that I've been doing, because I was doing so much of it by myself for such a huge amount of time, I was just exhausted and I was finding that I was dropping balls and I wasn't on top of it as much as I should have been. And that's when I said, okay, God, you know what? I, I need to start delegating and I need to reach out to the sisters who want to help me and who have the same heart as me. And when I did that, um, so much changed and a load was taken off my shoulders. So I pray that you can do the same and together we learn in this process. Okay, so how did you overcome the reality that getting someone else to do it means they aren't going to do it the way that you did it? And sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes right, that right. Um, is an exercise in releasing control and power because right, they may right. not do it the way that you want it done, but they get to train to learn how to do it better. Like, how do you do release the control connected with that? I think I was just too tired like you. <laughs> when you get to that point where you're like, you know what, I'm too tired, God. They're getting the message out there. Let's do this. But I think also when um, I connected with like-minded women who saw my heart and understood where I was coming from, I think a lot of the time they got the message. So they didn't always convey it or do the work the way I would have wanted to. But for me to be a part of putting the work out there and guiding them um, was good enough. And we got the message out um, and we did the work and it was beautiful. And the longer I've worked with them, 
I'm finding that they're getting better at doing yeah. what I do and speaking in my voice. So it's been amazing. Wow. Okay. So that's helping me. I think that's a word for people who are gifted. If the people you bring on to help serve your vision could do it the way that right. you do it, it would not make what you do as unique, but you have an opportunity yes. to train them so that they can bring their gifts and talents into the marination of what you're working on Absolutely. while also honoring the standard that you set. But I think there is this balance of recognizing that like, if they could do it the way that I do it, then I would mm -hmm. not be set apart. But because I right. need expansion, I have to be willing to release Absolutely. control and teach. And it sounds like you learned to do that. Absolutely. And I, I definitely have. And it's been such a load off my shoulders and a gift to what I do as well in the business and just seeing LDH and End Girl Hate grow because now there are more people on the ground. I have more women to speak with my voice and it's just not me putting the work out there. It's been incredible. Okay. So why does someone start an organization called End Girl Hate? So I have always had um, a heart for women and girls, even as a little girl. Um, a lot of my friends will tell stories of how in primary school or high school, I always gravitated towards the girl who was kind of sitting alone in the corner or the new girl. And I just always wanted to embrace the girls and women who were new to our circle. Um, and as I got older, um, that kind of stuck with me. I didn't realize it, but subconsciously I was already serving my purpose as mm. a girl, as a little girl. And now as a woman, um, that is how End Girl Hate was born. I wanted women to feel like they belonged. I wanted girls to love one another, love on one another. And my message has always been, we don't have to be best friends, but we can be kind, we can be compassionate, and we can try to understand where the other girl is coming from. And that really is how End Girl Hate was born. Um, I've got two daughters, mm. and I really wanted my girls to be different and interact differently with girls growing up and their relationships with women later in their lives. And uh, I wanted to be the change in the world, Pastor Sarah, even with just little me in this corner in South Africa doing what I do. But I knew that um, it's a message that so many women and girls needed to hear. And I really just started posting messages on social media with the hashtag end girl hate, hashtag women for women. And women took to it and they were like, how can we make this a tangible thing? How does end girl hate become real? Because there are so many women who want to belong and they just didn't have a place for it. And that's how it started. Now, I have always thought that it was just specific to our culture, this idea that like girls don't get along or you women mm -hmm. can't put women in a room together without there being competition. Mm -hmm. But to know that this is a global dynamic that exists amongst connections with women is mm -hmm. both discouraging and exciting because I think we have an mm -hmm. opportunity to really turn the tables. Did you have firsthand experience of receiving girl hate or were you just wired to be sensitive to what that girl hate was doing in the lives? of the young women that you were gravitating towards? I think a big part of it is just my wiring. It's just how God made me. Yeah. Um, because even before I started experiencing relationships with women as I was older, like I said, I just always had 
that need to unite and get women and girls together. And I think as I got older, so my background is actually music. I started off in the music industry here in South Africa. And I remember walking into spaces, an event or um, a gig and immediately you have everyone's eyes on you, like the women and they're staring you up and down. And I wanted to just change that narrative just with my voice um, just with who I am, how I show up in spaces is a woman who loves you, who is light, who is happy, who is um, supportive. And, and yeah, that's really a big part of it. So it wasn't really anything that I experienced firsthand, but it was also just the situations that I was in and the environments. And I knew that I needed for it to be um, an environment of love rather mm. than, yeah, the disconnect. That's so interesting. I, I am a big proponent for women and connection and sisterhood now, but I have to Mm -hmm. be honest, it is not something that was a part of my makeup. I think from the moment that I felt othered, uh, even before I got pregnant, the moment that I felt different from other women, I saw other women constantly in my perception. Anyway, I felt like women were constantly looking down on me or thinking I was the bad girl. I wasn't the good girl. And so I would give that energy energy before I could receive it. It was my way of deflecting. And now that I know that Mm. that was deeply rooted in my own insecurity, my own fear of further rejection, I recognize that girl hate is not always, sometimes it is just someone who has a bad attitude, Mm -hmm. but often I think it is really connected to insecurity. Do you think that there is an opportunity for us to hold up that type of mirror so that someone can see like the way that you are is hurtful to other women and I wonder if it's because someone hurts you and what can we do Mm -hmm. to bring about healing absolutely I think it's very very connected and um, I think a big part of it is also self-esteem so that is why with end girl hate I go into schools and speak to girls about self-esteem and insecurity because I believe that once you have that confidence within yourself and you are secure and you are stable and you are firm and grounded in knowing who you are. You don't have to take it out on the next girl and look down on the other woman. Um, and so that I really do believe that our own insecurity, sometimes we're just projecting and it's whatever's happening within us and we're just taking it out on the other woman. And but we need to change change the narrative. We know better, we do better, right? For sure. So how do you conquer your own insecurities when you, like, because in-girl hate certainly I think has a lot to do with like one woman and another woman, but oftentimes right. that inner girl hate that we have for ourselves when our body right. is changing, our life is changing, how do we confront mm-hmm. the inner girl hate? Wow. Um, you're digging into the dirt, Pastor Sarah. So, um, I mean, I I can relate to you on so many levels where mm. you speak about not feeling worthy and imposter syndrome. And I don't really know when that switch happened for me um, because I always felt like I was somewhat secure in who I was. But the bigger end girl hate and LDH, life designed by her, became the more I felt like I needed to kind of hide and dim my light. Um, So I'm having to constantly speak the word of God over my life. And as a girl, a child of God, having to remind myself that I've been fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm -hmm. And this gift that God has given me is something that I need to, to protect 
and and be proud of and put out there. So when I do have moments of feeling discouraged, um, I think about who I'm serving and really my mission. And the only thing I ever want to do is honor God. And that's really what pushes me and keeps me going. But I do have days where I'm like, Lord, why am I in this room? And I once heard you say, um, you're not always the loudest person in the room. And I could so relate because sometimes, and that's where I have to hold myself accountable because here I am speaking about women supporting women and I'm standing in the corner, not speaking to anyone, you know? <laughs> so it's, it's been um, a lot of learning for me, but um, just encouraging myself and standing on the word of God because I know who I am. I know whose I am. And, and I, my only mission is to honor him. And that's what drives me. And it, my emotions and my feelings outweighs anything or my 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 need to serve God outweighs my emotions and my feelings. I just mm -hmm. want to serve him and honor him and do what pleases him. I don't know who this is for, but stay off Beyonce's internet self-diagnosing your symptoms and sis, stop hitting up your friends for medical opinions. They don't know. You won't find quality medical advice in your group chat, but you can on ZocDoc. With thousands of medical professionals to choose from, I bet you receive the expert care you need. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them and treat almost every condition under the sun. When I'm on the road and in need of a healthcare provider, I rely on ZocDoc as a trusted guide to connect me to the highest quality of care. And sis, they can be right every time. Millions of people use the ZocDoc app as a quick and easy way to book and keep track of their appointments. So go and check them out. Go to ZocDoc.com slash WomanEvolve and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's ZocDoc.com slash WomanEvolve. ZocDoc.com slash WomanEvolve. Okay, so I have to ask you, you're beautiful. I don't mm -hmm. think anyone with an accent that beautiful can even like, I don't even know. Insecurity doesn't even sound, it doesn't sound like insecurity when mm -hmm. it comes out of your mouth. It sounds mm -hmm. like something very mm -hmm. beautiful because of right. this accent and this beautiful face that you have, this beautiful spirit. But I recognize that oftentimes the women who are the most beautiful in spirit and connection have often become that beautiful because mm. life threatened that beauty inside of them. And so when I look at your life and then I hear the words end girl hate, I think it speaks very much right. so to like that little girl. And so I wonder mm -hmm. for a moment, mm -hmm. can you take me back to little girl Leanne? And I want to know like, what was your experience? What was your view of self, your view of God growing up? What was your childhood like? And how did you become mm -hmm. this beautiful spirit over time? So I was born and raised in a township called El Dorado Park here in Johannesburg, South Africa. Um, I had a beautiful childhood. Um, it was a very creative one. Um, I was always a very creative child, so always singing and dancing around the house. Uh, my friends and I used to make up these shows and dance for anyone and everyone who would watch and, and watch us perform. 
Um, my parents were incredible. My dad passed on eight years ago, mm-hmm. but my parents really were a huge support in, I think, the person that I am today and just wow. really laying the foundation for who Leanne is. I grew up in the church, um, started singing in the choir at 13. So I was the youngest choir member um, in my church, I think, ever. So I was singing in the church at 13 years old. Um, very, very, um, I wouldn't say religious, but we 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 were spiritual, spirit-filled. Um, and that is, I think, the foundation of my life, really. Um, a very creative child, very happy. Um, and it, it was beautiful. And later on in life, um, my parents, like I said, always encouraged me. And my mom decided to put me into the art school in Johannesburg. So I went to the National School of the Arts, where I first studied drama and then later went on to music. And that's kind of how I was introduced to the music industry. Um, I started off as a backing vocalist for one of South Africa's huge artists Um, and then later on went on to record my own albums. But I think just all my interactions with people, my love for God um, and just knowing who I am, uh, being rooted in in God in that Mm. um, and just, yeah, watching incredible women and listening to incredible women. Uh, really motivates me to to be the change and be the person that I am where I am today. My life has um, really taken a 360 lately. Um, my husband was offered a job in Dubai. So my husband and my children are actually there at the moment. Um, I came home to South Africa for work this week. So I'm here currently, but I'm heading back next week. Um, but I think when your topic came through and it was speaking about consistency, it was a reminder for me to just keep going because I often wondered like, God, you are moving me from the place where end girl hate started and where everyone is and where everyone knows me. And you're putting me into this foreign land and this new land with new people. Um, but I believe that God's doing a new thing. And so I'm, I'm excited and, and I know that end girl hates and his plans are bigger than just me and South Africa. Yeah, it sounds like it's actually Mm -hmm. international, which I love. As you're talking, I can't help but think about Girl Evolve, which is a new Mm -hmm. expansion of Woman Evolve that we're introducing at conference because we just Mm -hmm. are seeing the alarming stats about what's taking place with young girls. Mm -hmm. And then even hearing the stories of women and recognizing that most of our stories, our trauma, our issues, our insecurities that were confirmed started when we were young girls. And so Mm -hmm. if we can get to that girl level, and begin to help and empower them at that age, we believe that it will make for much more successful women. Are you noticing as well that young women where you are are experiencing more insecurity, uh, more self-harm, more doubt, more Mm -hmm. fear, anxiety, mental health issues than uh, I think we had growing up? It seems like it's just exponential. Absolutely. Um, And I think social media, the internet has a huge part to play in it. Um, Even in South Africa, I see it. Um, Girls are so consumed by what they're seeing. Um, Everything is all about 
the way you look, your body, what other people are doing, how they're dressing, and we're not doing the inner work. It's all about aesthetics and the outside and the outside world. Um, that is why it's so important for us as the aunts, the mothers, mm. the uncles, the fathers to to take responsibility and do the work now. That is why it's my mission to to go out there and speak to girls and and help them see their worth and change. And and I you do it one person at a time, one school at a time, one girl at a time, and and it works. It pays off eventually. That's so good. What I love about your story is that you had this beautiful childhood. This presence of God in a real spiritual mm. way, not just religious, but a right. real spiritual way. And I think right. ultimately that that exchange that you and God have been having since you were a little girl <sighs> created such overflow for you to pour into mm. others. And we need mm. stories like yours. We need voices like yours, where we know from even a young age, even to now about mm. God's faithfulness, and mm. faithfulness and God's consistency, because mm. I do think that it provides an opportunity to inspire others. Can you tell me what do you think is the number one recurring obstacle that you recognize that girls are experiencing and how do you give them tools to overcome it I think it would be low self-esteem girls don't believe that they are beautiful enough and that they are worthy enough and I don't know if they're not getting that at home anymore or they seek outside validation but that is the one of the biggest things that I'm seeing with girls here. They don't feel that they're worthy. Mm -hmm. They don't see themselves as beautiful, especially um, I know all across the world. It's like that for girls, but especially here in Africa, you know, we have this Western picture of what beauty is meant to be. And we don't see our own beauty the way it is. It is changing slowly, but surely. And when you see girls, um, our beautiful African girls shining on screens like Tusom Vedu and mm -hmm. Nomzama Mbata, and they're just beautiful and owning it. Um, I think that is what our girls need to see more of. We need to see ourselves out there and know that we are beautiful, but also just speaking life into, into our children and speaking life into, into them. Yeah. I'll tell you one of the things that I have noticed over the last, I'll say maybe five to seven years, is that particular pe particularly people on the continent of Africa have been mm -hmm. more visible in mm -hmm not just media and arts and entertainment, but in business as well. And I believe that it's creating a new narrative for Africa Absolutely. in a way that is empowering and intriguing to African-Americans. What role do you think we have as um, brothers and sisters, though separated mm -hmm. and on different continents to mm -hmm. really begin mm -hmm. to work together to change the stereotypes, to change mm -hmm. some of the... Um, impressions that exist about us and in our respective communities and how can we work mm -hmm. together to really bring healing and an emergence of intellect and wealth and knowledge and science mm -hmm. and resources mm -hmm. that I think really honor the shared roots that we have in common. I am big on collaboration over everything collaboration for me trumps anything. So I think if we could collaborate more as 
women, brothers and sisters of color, mm-hmm. um, as children of God, see how we can work together in our respective fields, um, see how we can help each other, how we can make it work, how I can get your message out there, how you can get my message out there. But collaboration um, for me is is huge. So whichever way we can work together, whatever it is that we're doing, I think that is um, a big point that we need as brothers and sisters and especially here in Africa we just need for other people to also be our voice because you know how how good we are and what we can do and that we're very capable um, but we just sometimes need someone to speak for us too so if we can have um, our American brothers and sisters be our voices too here in Africa that would be incredible and help share our stories and likewise because I feel like we see so many stories coming from the western world but no one really knows Mm. what we're doing here and we're often sidelined so if we could collaborate more um, if we could share spaces and create more spaces where we can be together that would be incredible. Okay, you answered my question because I was going to ask you, what is it that we have on this side of the world that you think would be Mm -hmm. helpful for what's happening Mm -hmm. on your side of the world? But since you answered that, I want to ask you a different question. So from the moment I started like blogging, speaking or whatever, South Africa Mm -hmm. became like they were there. Like, I don't even understand how it happened or what it was, but like, even, I don't think we post anything without someone being like, when are you coming to South Africa? You need to come to South Africa. And so I want to know, what do you think it is about Women Evolve? What do you think it is about the messages that we're sharing um, that is drawing the women of South Africa in a way that seems kind of like, I don't know. It seems large to me, the following that we have in South Africa, even though I'm not there and don't have any Mm -hmm. idea what life is like there. Mm -hmm. I've never been to the continent at all. And yet there's Mm -hmm. this deep connection. What do you think it is? Mm -hmm. I think it is our hunger for God. Mm -hmm. Um, We are just so hungry and expectant for more and more of him. And I think very close to that is you, Pastor Sarah. Um, It's just your message, the way you speak to us, the way you connect with women is like we have never seen before. And so I think it's you, it is your gift, it is what you carry that really connects with so many women here. Just the motivation that you give and the way you carry yourself, that gift that you have, the anointing that is on your life. As women in Africa, we can so relate because you speak to us and you connect to our hearts each and every single Sunday with every message and every word. We feel it, we hear it, we we long to, to have it in person. And so we're just so hungry for more of God Mm. and just the work that he's doing in you, in you, in you. I've always believed that like whatever it is that you admire about someone is really God Mm -hmm. showing you a reflection of what's inside of you. And Mm -hmm. so I think Mm -hmm. maybe part of that draw too is that the women in South Africa are coming to a stage in their life where they don't Mm -hmm. just want more of God. They also Mm want to be Mm -hmm. the hands and feet of God. They want to believe that they can bring change with their gifts and talents. And so part of maybe Mm -hmm. what they're experiencing when they hear my message is really a clarion call from God saying, take your position 
position. Get in your spot. Absolutely. The time is now. And I do. I want to help push mm. as much as I can push, whether it's mm. here or in South Africa. But I think ultimately, it feels like for me very much so in the States that the tides are turning and that women, yeah. especially women of color, are beginning to take prominent positions in the kingdom, prominent positions in spaces of corporate America. And I think that it is yeah. the leveling of the play of playing fields so right. that real change right. and real establishing can take place. Right. Absolutely. And the same is happening here in Africa. Um, women are taking the lead. We're not sitting back anymore. And we're real realizing that we have um, a call on our lives. We have gifts. We can stand at the top. We can be in those boardrooms with men and be on par with them. We can stand on stages with men and sing and perform and be just as good as them. And so I think it really is happening in Africa. And I think now it's just us really honing in on that and tapping into that. And I know that for me, that's why I relate to you so much because I realize that there is more and I need to get to that more God. And so every, every week and every day, I'm just trying to figure out how do I tap into that? Where, where is, what is next? Where, why, how, you know? And I think so many women feel like that too. We're not settling for safe anymore and just yeah. to sit on the sidelines. We realize that there's work to do and we, we have to get out there and do it. Okay, so now that you're in Dubai and you're figuring out what does life, what does purpose, who am I in this season, mm -hmm. what are some things mm -hmm. that you are committed to holding on to and what are some things that you're like, you know what, I'm going to have to release this, allow God to transform it and then mm -hmm. see what happens from there? So I think really um, what I'm, let me start with the releasing. Okay. Is everything that needs to happen here with end girl hate and with life designed by her um delegating and handing over responsibility fully and me just kind of saying what needs to be done and overseeing it um and now the new role that i'm trying to step into is seeing how we can take the message of ldh and end girl hate global um and I'm now in a whole new land. I'm literally in the desert yeah. and speaking the word of sisterhood, but more importantly, allowing them to see God in me, because that is all I want for people to see, just see his love, see his light um, and spread it no matter where I am. So, yeah, really just making LDH um, a global platform as well as as end girl hate and seeing how it goes. What do you think is like your biggest worry with this expansion my biggest worry currently is um not being connected to the women that um. i am so very close with um so out of sight out of mind and i kind of feel when people feel like you're removed or you're not in the same space as them um, you're no longer a part of them. So for me, it's just making sure that I am connected to um, my brothers and sisters here in South Africa um, and that I always just have my heart is here, that they know that my heart is here and that I will not leave. No one get, gets left behind, mm -hmm. that we are still part of this community and, and that we all belong. I think that's what my biggest worry is that people don't feel like I have left or abandoned, yeah, but that we are just growing. 
Mm, I think, man, I I can relate to that in my own way Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. between moving back to Dallas, but even seeing Woman Mm -hmm. Evolve grow. And when Woman Evolve first started, you know, I was in the closet recording this podcast and it was amazing for me. And I was moderating the comments and doing all of the things. And Mm -hmm. it is hard. I don't think people spend enough time talking about how difficult it is to grow because you do mm. lose some of the comfort and security that can only come with things being intimate. And it mm-hmm. there's more exposure with growth. There's more opportunity for bigger mistakes when there's growth. Yeah. And so I'm yeah. wondering, like, am I, when we talk about consistency, am mm-hmm. I trying to be consistently who I was yesterday or consistently open to grow, change, and transform? Because if I decide to be consistently who I was yesterday, Yesterday, then I do a disservice mm-hmm. to how I am biologically made up. I wasn't created to stay the same. I'm supposed to be aging. I'm supposed to be growing Absolutely. and evolving. And so the commitment to evolving means that I am consistently going to be incrementally different, but also mm-hmm. incrementally better. And I believe Absolutely. the people who are called to you, the people who are called to me mm-hmm. are going to go on that journey with us. And those who Absolutely. aren't have someone who's coming to meet them where they are are until they can move to that stage. But that I think is one of the most challenging parts of Mm -hmm. choosing what to be consistent to when we Mm -hmm. see our lives are turning um, in a way Mm -hmm. that has increased connected to it. Absolutely. And sometimes um, God's plans, well, always God's plans are always different to what we had for ourselves. So like you, um, I started off very small and still am quite small. And I always said, I never want to be on this big global platform because I want to be connected and it's a more intimate and safe space. And the more time has gone by, God has just increased my territory and increased what we're doing. And so um, it's growing with that and realizing that we are evolving, right? Mm -hmm. Women, we grow and God takes us to bigger and better and you grow either together or you grow somewhere elsewhere do you know what I mean you go elsewhere and someone else will meet you where you're at but um it is good to to grow and 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 change Leanne I am wondering who is the most influential woman who has helped you end girl hate Mm -hmm. the most influential woman who has helped me end girl hate I think would be my mother Mm -hmm. um she is the the kindest person I know. My mom is all about love. And I think just seeing that in my home, seeing that with my mother, there was no other choice um, but for me to be like that. And I'm hoping that I pass that on to my children too. And I see it with them, their their grandmother's heart and her compassionate nature um, has definitely been passed on to, to them. So definitely my mom. Beautiful. Well, what do you hope that she knows about the impact that she's had on your life? I hope that she knows that she has been, if not the most influential woman in my life. Um, I didn't grow up in a household where we spoke about emotions and feelings and were very affectionate. 
Um, but I hope that she knows that she really is a big part of who I am today and everything that I am, I really owe to her. So I thank her for raising me the way she has, for supporting me the way she has and for still continuing to love me the way she does. Mm, that's amazing. Thank you, Leanne. This is you have such a beautiful spirit and I can't wait to thank collaborate you, more Sarah. and more with you. Yay. Thank yeah. you. I have a friend who actually bought me a ticket to Women Evolve. So I am I'm going to be there. She's coming from South Africa. I'll go from Dubai, but we will meet there and I will be there. I'm so excited. And I'm going to put you to work. So just so yes, you know, please. I'm glad you told yes, me that. Please. I, <laughs> I am here to, to work. work. I'm okay. here to serve. I'm ready. Thank I'm ready. you. Thank you. It's been an honor talking to you. Thank you, Pastor Sarah. Thank you so much. You are incredible. We love you. Um, we honor you. You are such a gift. You're a treasure. And I pray that God just continues to increase and enlarge your territory and that he keeps you safe always. We love you so much. Oh, I love we you love too. You. I received that. Thank you. Thank Take you. care. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Leanne, I am so grateful for the time that we spent together conversing about what it means to be a good woman to another woman and how we can take a moment to confront the inner girl hate that keeps us from celebrating other women. If you enjoyed this podcast, I highly suggest you find a woman and just give her a compliment for no reason. You have no idea what type of inner girl hate she may have experienced or outer girl hate that she's up against. But one thing she can know for sure is that when she encounters you, the girl hate just ended. Spend your week celebrating and loving on all of the girls that come your way. And then next week, let's pour a little bit more into your cup. Make sure you rate and subscribe this podcast. Email us at podcast at womanevolve.com. Send us a video and let us know how you are ending girl hate. See you next week. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. 
Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrands, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual.